The Holy Gospel is written in the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to you, O Lord. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, as we look at your word, we pray that you would enlighten it to our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that we would, Lord, all learn how to worship you as your servant Mary did. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. He knew that. His last stop on the way was with his trusted friends in Bethany, with Lazarus and his sisters, Martha and Mary. From there we have this scene, this extravagant act of worship by Mary. It happened just a week before Jesus' crucifixion. My Bible notes say that the fragrant oil could have been sold for a year's wages. Well, the average year's wage in Canada is close to $70,000. And this offering of Mary wasn't put in the offering plate for the local church to use as the church saw fit. It wasn't written off on her taxes nor was it used even to support Jesus and his mission or that of his disciples after he was gone. No, this offering of Mary was poured out as a one-time act of sacrificial worship, $70,000 worth, never to be seen, touched, or smelled again. This act of worship by Mary to Jesus was done and it was over. Well, in Judas's eyes, the offering had been wasted. $70,000 had been there to use 
$70,000 was now gone. In his mind, it wasn't converted into anything good, just poured out on Jesus's feet and then onto the floor and lost. The truth was, it was lost to Judas's access, the evil thief that he was. But you know, the other disciples who were not evil like Judas also had similar thoughts to what Judas had expressed, and that is seen in, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26, 8 to 9. But they were all wrong. This offering was not lost. As Jesus said in Matthew and Mark, she has done a beautiful thing to me. Whenever the gospel is preached in the whole world, Jesus said, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Why in memory of her? Well, as a reminding lesson to us of the highest form of worship. <clears throat> this act of worship from Mary might be compared to a farmer taking his year's worth of wheat harvest, piling it up and burning it in the field to the Lord for a sweet smelling fragrance, rather than selling it or giving it away to others for food, not even satisfying himself one bit with it or, or any priest with its sustenance. Or it could be compared to David pouring out the water from the Bethlehem well that he had thirsted for and that his friends had risked their lives for going into enemy territory for and bringing it back to David only for him to pour it onto the ground as an offering. Do we even understand offerings like that? I can tell you I don't, but I would like to. You know, we understand charitable offerings that go somewhere and help someone, but not offerings like Mary's, only to Jesus. Can we blame the disciples for claiming they could find better use for the offering? Maybe we would think the same because like them, we don't understand it. The disciples might have justified their thoughts asking, did Jesus really need that? Did Jesus need nice smelling feet just then? And if you think of it, no, he did not. So why did Jesus not object? Why did Jesus allow it and even promote it? Why did Jesus defend Mary and defend the act she did as he did in this and in the other Gospels? Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. Other translations have him say, she bought it for the day of my burial. Have you ever realized that this act of worship was not spontaneous, that it had been premeditated. That's what Jesus said. 
Well, how is that? Well, it must be that Mary had insight which the other disciples did not have. We know from Luke's gospel that Mary had sat at Jesus' feet and clung to every word that Jesus said. We know that she believed him even if she may not have understood all that he said. Jesus' words and Jesus' presence was above all else in Mary's life, even above her duty of service to Jesus and others. Her whole life was about knowing Jesus. And Jesus said that Mary had chosen the one thing necessary. Mary understood the pearl of great price in Jesus' parables. She no doubt, like the Apostle Paul, counted all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ her Lord, and suffered the loss of all things, and counted them as rubbish that she may gain Christ. People like Mary and like the Apostle Paul despised their own righteousness, but they fully accepted Christ's righteousness. They fully accepted everything he said by faith. And therefore, Mary had been anticipating the cross when the other disciples were avoiding and ignoring the cross, even though Jesus had spoken about it plainly over and over, saying that's where he was headed. Though she likely did not understand it all yet either, she knew Jesus' crucifixion was coming and that it was necessary. Because Jesus had said it was, she took it as such, and she probably spent her last penny on the hope of performing this act of worship, honoring Jesus while he was still alive and present with her. She honored him with all that she had, her whole person, and all her possessions. She gave it all to him while she still had him present with her. She was not going to miss this opportunity as it might not come again. That was her highest purpose. Again, like the Apostle Paul, she pressed on to lay hold of that for which Christ had laid hold of her. She didn't care what anyone else thought of her. And Jesus gladly accepted her act of worship and used it as an example for us. Mary wasn't like most of us. Remember, she had gone through a fire already in some sense, and come out the other side. She had experienced the death and the raising to life again of her beloved brother, Lazarus, firsthand through Jesus. 
Mary hadn't objected like her sister Martha had when Jesus told those who were at her brother's tombside to take away the stone that had sealed it. Well, back to Jesus and to why he accepted Mary's offering. No, he didn't need sweet-smelling feet, but he did need and he does require worship from his creation, especially from his redeemed creation. Next week is Palm Sunday. And do you remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees when they were offended and told Jesus to rebuke his disciples for worshiping him as he entered Jerusalem? He answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Our Lord and our Creator requires His creation to praise and worship Him. As God said in Isaiah 43:20, the beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Well, what about us, his redeemed creation? God goes on in Isaiah 43, 21, saying, this people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. That's our duty. That is what is required of us. And that is what should be happening quite naturally in us every day if we truly understand our redemption. If we truly understand and know our Redeemer. It seems that Mary, if anyone, knew that. Mary had a glimpse of Jesus, not only as God, the Creator and Lord, but as Savior and Redeemer as well. The others did not. That was probably why they didn't understand this type of worship of Jesus that Mary did. What about you? What about your relationship with Jesus? Do you know him like Mary did? Do you want to? Do you sit at his feet to soak in every word of his, to the neglect even of service to him? Don't forget about the church of Ephesus that we went over in Revelation recently, who went on serving Jesus but had lost their first love of him. Love and adoration is more important than service because service can be done without love. No doubt Mary heard these words, those words that Jesus told her sister. 
earlier, before he raised Lazarus. And Mary believed them, the words, I am the resurrection and the life. She believed them, and that's why she was able to worship Jesus without reservation, giving Jesus her all. It was because she had received all that the Lord Jesus had offered to her. So what are our lessons from this passage? What are the lessons for us today? Well, I think there are three. One lesson is that we ought to seek and sit at Jesus's feet to receive all that he has for us daily, even to the, to the neglect of other seemingly important things. And that no matter what others think or say. Those other things, do they have eternal value? Knowing Jesus does. That should come first. Another lesson is to love and worship Jesus daily with all that you have because of who he is and what he has done for you. The final lesson is not to judge other people's acts of worship. That has nothing to do with you. Develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and worship him as it seems fit. Let's pray. Lord God, we do thank you for this example that you, Lord, kept recorded for us all these years later. Lord, and we ask your forgiveness for our neglect of this kind of worship. Lord, our, our neglect of you, our not, Lord, understanding this type of worship because we don't know you, Lord. And we, Lord, we, we ask you to help us by your Holy Spirit to convict us when we go on with our busy lives without hearing from you first, without sitting, Lord, with our Bibles open, Lord, and, and hearing your word spoken to us, without, Lord, thanking you for your word and for all of your, the life that you give to us, for dying on the cross for us, Lord, for thanking you for, for your, your sweet, love and and your holy spirit even given to us now to to perform the good works that you designed for us to to live out beforehand lord thank you for all that you've done for us and lord bless us this week as we go with your word and rely and obey your holy rely on and obey your holy spirit we ask this in jesus name amen